This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me here on this rare Rare Thursday, or rather Friday edition from me anyway. You'll hear Anthony DeMarco with the rivalries later today, but right now we're going to be talking about day one. We're going to talk about the card. It, this is going to be a more of abbreviated version. I don't have a ton of time uh, today to give you, you know, obviously co-hosting is still off the table for now. It's coming back soon, but um, I'm just going to give you my quick thoughts and my predictions. So I apologize if you're looking for a much more in-depth uh, version of the preview show. The It's just... The timing of the pay-per-view on a Saturday kind of messes with my schedule, but I will be doing a live stream on TikTok during the show. So follow me on TikTok at the WWE podcast. I may not stream the whole time, but as close to the start time as I can, I will be streaming live. So you'll be able to see my reactions live. So that'll be fun. So follow me on TikTok or as the, the, um, the sale for my show and the ad-free version comes to a close, I'd encourage you to grab onto it and jump on it right now. It's 99 cents for a month. Patreon is a dollar, and as well as on um, Apple Podcasts. So, okay, let's get into the card and jump right in. Randy Orton and Riddle versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team titles. This one's difficult because it looks like Orton and Riddle are flying high right now. It looks like they have no issues. Randy Orton even gave Riddle a hug on Raw. Now, he teased an RKO, which could be foreshadowing or could just be playing, messing around, knowing that everybody knows what Randy Orton has done in the past. It could be. Or this could be this the beginning of the end of these two. This could be the beginning of the end. And WWE is looking at a Randy Orton versus Riddle uh, WrestleMania matchup. That's what they could be aiming for. And they'll have three months to build it if that's the road that they choose to go. And they have some decent material and they've been together long enough that I think they could stretch it that long. But this is the first time you look at this team and matchup and go, hmm, this could be the first time that they're actually challenged for the championship. The first time that they have a real chance of losing it. And so what's my prediction after all of that? I'm going to go a little bold and say they're going to drop the belts. They're going to drop the belts to the Street Profits. This won't be the split of them yet. They'll tease the tension over the next several weeks, maybe coming to coming to a head at Rumble. Uh, the Royal Rumble is maybe where they actually split and Riddle turns on Randy, perhaps. I think that everybody is expecting Orton and Riddle turning heel. Why not? You know, Riddle's a, a beloved, easy to like character. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but it, he kind of is with Orton. And I think that this is where they drop the belts, beginning the start of the end of these two individuals to a match, of course, at WrestleMania. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, and by, by the way, the matchup, I expect I, I expect a, 
a really, really good match. I mean, you, you talk about Angela Dawkins, or rather Montez Ford and Riddle here and Orton. Angela Dawkins is fine. He's okay. Angela Dawkins is just kind of the big man of the matchup. And he's not as dynamic, obviously, or as intriguing, as engaging as Montez Ford is. Montez Ford is the star. I've said that many times. So I expect still a very good matchup. Very good. Orton and Riddle drop the belts. Okay, let's get to maybe a, one of the most boring matches on the card. And I hate to say that with Drew McIntyre, but it's true. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. There's got to be more to this, right? There's got to be more to this. It can't just be Madcap Moss versus McIntyre. There's got to be. I'm sure Baron Corbin's going to get himself in there. I'm sure, or Happy Corbin. I'm sure he's going to interject himself somewhere. So the the money heavily is on Drew McIntyre winning, like to a point that it's hilariously lopsided. But that's why I'm scared about this pick. That's what makes me a little bit edgy and, and, and a little bit on or on edge <clears throat> looking at this saying, hmm, something's not right. Something smells a foul here. What am I missing? Yes, Corbin's going to get involved. He'll do his best. There's something here that I'm not seeing. Or it could literally just be exactly what it is. Drew McIntyre continues to roll destroying Mad Cat Moss, destroying Corbin when he tries to interfere. And then Drew McIntyre moves on to his real opponent next, or maybe, you know, um, declares himself into the Royal Rumble after this show or um, on the SmackDown after this show. Maybe that's exactly what this is. It just is a get Drew on the card, give him a little bit of momentum, and he'll declare himself in the Rumble, which, by the way, is always hilarious to me that they can stars can just declare themselves in the Rumble. It's the only match you can just declare yourself a part of, and management can't do anything, but yet sometimes they say you have to qualify for certain people. Other people, they just declare it, and their okay, management's okay with it. There's there's no rules or regs on this. So if, if wrestlers are smart, they would just come out here and say, hey, um, I'm declaring myself. I don't have to qualify because I declare it. <laughs> so it's, it's it's ridiculous. So we'll see a whole bunch of that over the next three weeks leading into the Royal Rumble. But I mean, I'll, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre wins. It scares me because this is so insanely obvious that Drew wins. But that's what I'm going to go with. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. I still say Becky retains here. To give Liv more, um, I, I don't want to use the M word, more support. How about that? See, I can come up with synonyms. <laughs> I don't know if support is a synonym for momentum, but it's close. So Liv Morgan's going to lose here in another cheating fashion by Becky Lynch. That'll hopefully ignite the crowd even further to want to see Liv Morgan as champion. The WWE is still gauging. They're still kind of testing the waters to see how deep our support for Liv runs. So this is not the time, if you're a Liv Morgan fan, to let your guard down and be apathetic. Because I think WWE is listening very closely to the Liv Morgan reaction and support on social media and in person, of course. So I, I do believe that uh, Becky Lynch cheats to win again. Somehow, some way, she does something. I don't know if it's the ropes again, uh, the tights, an eye poke, um, something hook or crook, Becky Lynch is going to cheat once again to win. It's not Liv Morgan's time. I don't believe it is. While I think she would make a fine champion to defeat Becky Lynch, who has not been beaten for that Raw Women's Championship in three years. Yes, three years. Uh, I don't think it's Liv Morgan's time yet, but it's going to be another stepping stone towards WrestleMania. Don't forget, guys, as I've said, 
and I say this every year because I'm smarter than most people, which is actually a complete lie. <laughs> um, that said, I always say every year, watch out for heel champions going into WrestleMania, especially the months leading to the months just preceding or um, just prior to. Because they want heel champions most of the time going into WrestleMania because the babyface chase to the championship to the top of the mountain of Mania is a much better story to tell than uh, a, a babyface champion going in where heels are chasing them into WrestleMania. That's why I always err on the side of heels winning on the pay-per-views preceding the uh, the, the uh, WrestleMania card. So, okay. Uh, so Becky Lynch retains in a match that I think is going to be fun as well. I expect this to be as good or better than their last one. So I think it's going to probably be a 12 to 15 minute fun match edge versus the Miz. This one also scares me. This one also really scares me because again, logic would dictate that the Miz loses. However, edge got the one up on the raw going home to the pay-per-view, <clears throat> which is not always a hard and fast rule that the person getting the advantage going into the pay-per-view, uh, loses, but it's a usually a good way to gauge perhaps how the match could go. It's a it's a strong indicator, but not a definitive one. So I'm going to say, boy, this is you would think edge winning is a very easy pick to make. So that, that said, I'm still going to go with edge. It's the logical choice. The Miz is not on edges level in terms of stardom, star power. While I enjoy the Miz infinitely more when he's not with uh, John Morrison, which obviously we don't have to worry about anymore. Uh, I, you know, the Miz with Maurice is way more tolerable as a character. It's not channel changing heat anymore. It's okay. I want to see somebody beat this guy down and that's good. That's good. Um, while the Miz character has not evolved in like 15 years and I'm serious. I, I want anybody to challenge me that the Miz character has evolved in a, in a very progressive, successful way. He's using the same exact catchphrases that he's been using for 15 years. It seems like when my mouth goes or my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Okay, that I can't believe people are still reacting to that. I would just I would just not even react. That's the best way to stop something and give WWE a message that they love to send out to us is to not react. That's the best thing to do. If you hate something truly, don't boo it because Vince will say, well, the, you hear that noise. It's noise. No. So, so if he's gauging anything on noise, no matter what the noise is, don't make any noise if you really don't like something. So that said, uh, yeah, the Miz the character has not evolved. He looks the same. He has not aged at all. Um, his catchphrase is the same. He still dresses the same. As uh, The Rock once put it, he dresses like a homeless Power Ranger. You know, it's true. Um, you know, it, I don't know. The Miz character, again, tolerable and fine the way it is if they're going to keep it this way without John Morrison. Totally fine. Totally fine with this, but uh, no one can tell me that the Miz character has evolved. He has not at all. Okay, but anyway, Edge wins. Edge wins. I don't feel 100% on this at all because it's scary that somebody's going to interfere and screw Edge leading to a program with that person versus Edge, but I'm going to say Edge wins. Usos versus The New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Hmm. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, too. This is a difficult card now that I'm going through it for the like, for the second time. I went through it before the show started. But looking back, I'm like, hmm, looking, looking again, this is not as easy as it may seem at all. So these two teams have fought each other, I mean, in, in, in a measurable amount of times. Now, that's not really a complaint, given that they are so good together that it's always a joy to watch. 
as insufferable as the characters are of the New Day and the fact that they should not exist at all doesn't take away from the fact that they are really good in the ring together, given that they're all all four of these men are very good performers and they have a ton of experience in the ring together. They know each other's styles, moves, everything. There's nothing that you have to worry about from a match quality perspective. I expect a very good matchup. And the question then becomes, though, who's going to win? <laughs> this is this is difficult. This really is. I say the Usos retain because the New Day don't need the effing championships. They haven't need the New Day hasn't needed a raw a tag team championship in about five years. At this point, it's about just upping the number of times that they're champions, which I don't really care about. Uh, and so I still say the Usos win. That's my official pick, but I could see a scenario in which the New Day do take the belts because of Kofi's, or rather Xavier's, king gimmick, and now he has gold. He's lushed in gold, my subjects. And hear ye, hear ye, garbage. Uh, can we just do away with the, the King of the Ring tournament if this is all we're going to produce out of it? Our people, and, and really Queen of the Ring tournaments, Queen's Crown, it's Queen of the Ring. Can we just do away with them if all anyone's ever going to do with it is just pretend to adopt an accent and call people subjects and use scepters and crowns and like all of these props that mean nothing? Can we just do away with it if that's going to be the ultimate outcome for whoever wins? It's it doesn't it's childish. I don't care if it was a baby face doing it that I actually liked. I think it's childish. You don't need to for the rest of your life. You wear a you know a crown and a scepter and a robe around, per, you know playing pretend. It's I don't know. I mean again, I, it, it it doesn't help that Xavier, who I can't stand more than most anybody except Kofi, who's worse on the roster. I, I, you know that doesn't help. But I don't even Zelina Vega, who I love, love Zelina Vega. I don't like what they're doing with her because while she's getting a time and attention, which is great, and getting victories, which is great. You also have a very predictable outcome of whoever wins just immediately adopts this pretend king or queen gimmick. Why do we do this? Can it just mean more? Can't the victor of those tournaments mean more than just playing pretend and dress up for the next several months? Like, you know, actually giving them an opportunity at a championship? Because if they're truly the king or queen of the ring, well, hell, wouldn't they want a, a, an opportunity at the top championship? Wouldn't that wouldn't logic dictate that? You know, that's what I would love. If you're going to keep these champion tournaments around, make them mean more than just a slight change in gimmick and adopting silly accents and wearing props around for the next six months. You know, you have exceptions. Sure, you have Booker T. Very rare exception who adopted it, but took it seriously. That's the difference. Booker T took it seriously. He had Queen Charmel. It worked. He was legitimately, he was getting real heat. He was, he, he was completely an anomaly with this adaptation of that King character. It worked, but that's an exception to the rule. So anyway, Usos win. Not very confident about that one either, though. I think Usos retain, but I'd give it like 60, 40 Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the universal championship. This one also to me is easy. I know that many people are predicting that Brock Lesnar could walk away with the championship. I really don't think so. Look, this is going to be a fun match. You know, it's it's always fun when you see Brock Lesnar in the ring. Yes, we've seen Roman and Brock many times, but this feels like two different characters now because it's been so long and they're to two totally different characters on top of it. You have Butcher Brock and you have Heel Roman. It's They feel fresh, even though they've been together many times. So I understand the argument for Brock Lesnar winning. 
But again, you're going into WrestleMania. You usually want a heel champion going into WrestleMania. Not all championships are going to be held by heels, but the majority of them will and should. There's an argument against Brock winning. Brock is also not the future of WWE. He has a very limited contract. From what I understood, it was 18 months. We're six months into that now. So he's got about a year left on his contract with WWE. Who knows if he'll renew. renew. You don't want to waste a huge win like that on Brock Lesnar. And I don't mean to say to waste it on Brock, but Brock is a specialty attraction. He's not your everyday, I can build my entire roster around this guy uh, type of personality. He's not that guy anymore. This isn't 2002. So to me, that there's another big argument against it. On top of the fact that Roman Reigns is on a mega run. I mean, an epic, career-defining, generational run. And I mean that. I don't say that lightly. I, I really, I don't. I, there is something to be said for what Roman is doing right now. And many of us who asked and complained and ranted for many years about Roman being a heel, I don't think even us, we, the collective we, who asked for that, could have expected this type of a run. This is epic right now. Great stuff by Roman Reigns. Um, and Creative and Paul, who have been all involved in this. That said... You know, there's a there's the third argument against it. What's the argument for it? Oh, a shocking win. Roman Reigns loses. Oh, okay. Creates headlines, a buzz. People cheer and go, yeah, all right. Roman's dethroned. Now what? Now what? You ended the reign for Brock Lesnar. And, and I think people also resented when Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker streak. Brock at that time at WrestleMania 30 was not the future of WWE. And people to this day... Uh, how many, eight years later nearly, still resent that. It was not the right choice. I didn't think it was then. Many people didn't. And I think we have been proven right over the last eight years that it was not the right choice, that you don't want to put it, have the streak be beaten by a guy that is still a part-time guy that is here for the paycheck, is a is an all-time performer, is a legend in the business, but not somebody you can build around. And now you're gonna if you did it again with Roman to have Brock beat Roman streak and take this championship away... I think people would still would be a little bit pissed. They'd be excited in the moment, but I think long-term you go, oh, wait, a, well, that was cool, but wait a minute. We just blew the 400 and some day reign for, for Brock. What about this young person? What about that young talent? What about, you know, there are, there's no real good argument for Brock other than the shock value and, all oh, right, a baby face finally defeated Roman Reigns. There, That's it. That's not a strong one. So I would say the argument against Brock winning is much stronger than for it. Roman Reigns retains hook or crook, kind of a Becky Lynch situation, hook or crook. And um, probably the Usos getting involved. Paul Heyman's going to play a big role in this. I don't know what he's going to do. Probably end up turning on Brock and aligning himself with Roman Reigns here. I absolutely expect Paul Heyman to show up here and screw Brock Lesnar purposefully. All right. Um, Now the main event. Big E, Seth Rollins, KO, Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. This one, guys, stay the hell away if you have money on it. I, I would advise stay away. A lot of these matches on the card, stay away. Stay away. The only one, if I was going to pick one match out of the entire card that I feel the most confident about and to put money on, I'd say Becky Lynch beating Liv Morgan. That's the most confident I feel. Uh, about any victories, followed closely by Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar. Those are the two that I feel the most confident about. But if you have any 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 inkling of putting money down on a, on a match, this is not one to do it for. Because a case could be made for almost every competitor. I think the least likely is Bobby Lashley winning, followed 
closely by KO, then Seth, and then Big E, who I think is the favorite to win. Now, weeks ago, I said that Seth should win this. This is going to be his time. This fatal four-way, which at the time was a triple threat, morphed into a fatal four-way, was a great way to protect Big E. He doesn't need to be involved in the decision. They can get get the belt off Big E without hurting him. And there's still a case to be made for that. But the case against that, which WWE, in, in my mind, with their thinking is stronger, is this is a great way to show that he's he's an overcomer. He's an odds overcomer, right? He's a perseverer. He you know he can uh, he can uh, take the deck stacked against him and you know throw it in the garbage because Biggie is 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 our guy. He is the champion. He is what he says he is, right? That's unfortunately I think what they're thinking. So, what is my official pick? Sadly, Big E retains. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't want to be anywhere near this. But I think Big E retains where they can they can say in a nice video package to be yet developed, that Big E overcomes the odds. Right? You can hear Michael Cole uh, or Corey Graves or wait a minute. No, he's, you see, he's on Raw. So... You can hear Jimmy Smith and Byron Saxton losing their minds over Big E overcoming the odds. And don't forget, we'll be reminded of the Fatal 4-Way rules at least three or four times before and after the match or before and during the match that the champion doesn't need to be involved in the decision because none of us understand that. And by the way, why Fatal 4-Ways and Triple Threats and multi-person matches is automatically by default no DQ is insane. It doesn't make sense because just because more people are involved, how does that automatically institute a no disqualification match? Tell me how that works. Somebody may say, "Well, what if so and so hits the other person with a chair? Does the match is the match over?" Because that person decided. No, here's what you do. That say say Kevin Owens uses a chair on Seth Rollins. Okay, Kevin Owens gets disqualified. He's out of the match. Now it's a triple threat. End of subject. You hurt yourself. You don't screw the whole match over and screw everybody over. You yourself pay the consequences, not everybody else. That's the answer to this. But they won't do that. They won't do that. And this is a no disqualification match by default. Uh, And I think it's, of course, this match is going to have an insane amount of false finishes. Uh, Bobby at one point will look like he's going to win. KO will look like he's going to win. Seth is going to look like he'll win. They're all going to have their spots and moments ultimately leading to Biggie hitting the big belly flop on somebody, probably KO, probably KO to get the win. That's probably what's going to happen. I think that's choice number one. The second option is Seth Rollins. I think you could easily make a case for Seth who has been, was, has been really good in finding himself, finding his footing, finding his character. He's been great. And I think Seth Rollins finally come, has come into his own after about a year and a half of uh, flip-flopping around and here and there and gimmicks that didn't work, did work, and he's he's found it. And there's a case to be made for Seth. So I think it's either Seth or Big E. Seth is a close second, and I'm rooting for Seth, but I think Big E ultimately comes away with this simply because they want to be able to say he's he's he's, he's going to overcome the odds. They feel like his reign hasn't been quite long enough. But the other thing is, if you're going to take the belt off him, maybe at the next pay-per-view, why would you not want to protect him now if the goal is to protect him and have him not involved in the decision? So Big E wins. I'm going to cry. I'm going to rant. But if, if Seth wins, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 
peeing my pants. Okay. So I won't put that on my live stream. I promise. So that is the abbreviated version of our preview show for day one. I know it's a lot shorter than normal. Usually I have Ashley on. And uh, but with the, the pay-per-view being on a Saturday and my sleep schedule with my daughter, all that kind of stuff, it's in New Year's. It's just a mess. So I wanted to crank this out as quickly as I could. Um, I now have to get back to uh, my screaming children, which you, I can't believe you can't hear them in the background. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Please consider going ad free on Patreon. Join us on Discord there, by the way. If you join at a dollar, you get the Discord server where we're all going to chat during the show. And also on Apple Podcasts, click subscribe with the ad-free button right there for 99 cents. That sale's coming to a close very, very soon. Everybody, thank you so much. I will be back with the day one review show. Hopefully that night, depending on how things go in my home, of course, with children screaming and crying and, and not sleeping. Um, but if if not, I will be doing a combo review and weekend review show on Sunday. It'll be a mega show Sunday. Or I'll be doing my normal week in review Sunday and the preview a review show Saturday night. It's one of the two. One of the two is going to happen. I promise. So thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. And Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEpodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.